Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. When you do a charitable this King James and when you give your arms, or what you do is you do your hand. Other translation, Jesus said when. Giving is a when. Okay. Jesus mentioned that first. Alright, verse 3, that's verse 3. Let's look at verse 5. Let's read it all. Let's all read it together. The first sentence, let's go. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrite. Alright, let's, let's read the first statement there. Let's go. And when you pray. First few phrases. And when you pray. One more time. And when you pray. Louder, please. And when you pray. Okay, so prayer is mandatory. I said this morning is a necessity, is mandatory. You see the giving there, giving is mandatory. When verse 3, when you give your arms. Verse 5, when you pray. Verse 6, when you pray. Alright. So prayer is a necessity, is mandatory when it comes to moving the things in the spirit. And then verse 16 says that, and when you verse 16. Moreover, when you do what? Let's all say that together. When you fast. One more time. When When you fast. For the last time. When you fast. Fasting, praying, and giving go together. When you fast, in your fasting, there must be praying and there must be giving. It goes together. That is why throughout this period of fasting, we've been meeting here to pray and we allow people to give as the Lord leads them. Okay, So giving, big time fasting, 30 days fasting, that's, Moses did the same thing. Moses did 40. Um, Jesus did 40. These are the two greatest figures in the, new, in, the, in the Bible. The Old Testament and the New Testament. Moses, Jesus, even David, all of them fasted. Paul fasted. And so fasting is mandatory. But when you fast, it must go together with praying. And when you fast and pray, there must be some form of giving. You see, worship always goes with giving. Any, there's no worship. You see, Every worship has an element of sacrifice. So we sing, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the... Every worship has an element of sacrifice. That is the giving. In fact, in, in the, uh, in, I think in Numbers, sorry, Exodus, Bible says that let none come before me empty-handed. That's very interesting. So pray, worship, you cannot worship without giving. Any worship that has not got sacrifice and giving is not a genuine worship. Hello. So he says, when you give, he place giving first. Then he said, when you pray, and then when you fast, say when you give, when you pray, when you fast, they go together. Now look at um, Acts chapter ten, verse one, two, and particularly three. Acts chapter 10, verse 1, 2, and 3. Bible says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what is called the Italian regiment. Verse 2. A devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God. How many times? Always. 
Alright. So did you realize that he was a giver and he prayed? He was a giver. Go to the next verse. And Bible says that about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in, coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, next verse, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and, uh, and he said, what is, what is it, Lord? He said to him, your, let's all read that part together. Your prayers and your arms have come out for God. For a memorial before God, I've come for, for, for a memorial before God. Said your prayers and your arms. Now somebody you say, but he wasn't fasting. When you, I showed you the other time that he was also fasting. The angel didn't mention the fasting. The angel said it's prayer and giving that stays before God. Prayers and giving. But most of us, fasting and prayers is enough. Faster, some people just fasting alone. It's sangha strike. So prayers and giving stays before God. But for you to know he was fasting in verse 30. When Peter got there and he was narrating the incident to him, he told Peter in verse 30. So Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was what? I was what? Until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me. So if you read it from here, you think he didn't give, he was, he's not a giver. And if you read the early uh, previous one, you think he, he didn't fast. You can connect it to, he said, that time the angel came, he was fasting. But the angel didn't say anything about his fasting. You see, Daniel fasted, angels move. Cornelius fasted, angel move. So there's a way your fasting moves heaven. It's good to eat, but it's better to fast. <laughs> All right. It's good to eat. Tell somebody it's good to eat. But it's better to fast. Because fasting moves. Moves spiritual things. Fasting creates spiritual movement. Your life is, is tight. My friend, you have to learn how to fast. Learn how to fast. You see, after you finish fasting, you can still eat the KFC. But some of us, because KFC, you can't fast. And the devil is, is, is punching you. Anyway, so he said, I was fasting when the angel showed up. In this season of fasting that we are just ending, may every angel that has been dispatched, may you encounter there. May they arrive in peace in the name of Jesus. And he says that the angel showed up. The angel said, so you can tell that your fasting moved the angel to come and tell you that your prayers and your giving have come before God. God told me. I was sharing with someone this afternoon. I had a word for the person about what God is about to do. The person received it. And I told the person as well that this is what God said I should tell you. Um, you have to be mindful of this person or this thing. Do this. Careful about what this... And I told the person, please, take. it may look a difficult thing to do, but you can do it because uh, that's what... Now, if what I said about God is going to do this for you is true, then I'm telling you, this one too is true. Because it's the same God who, the God who told me, the one who is said, Sometimes we want to hear the good, but we don't want to hear the instruction. No, there's no bad in God. That's why we, the church only has got good news. There's no bad in God. But some people take instructions as bad news. Anyway, so he God visited him. 
Cornelius because he was a giver. He prayed and fasted. I said, when you combine praying, fasting, and giving, heaven moves on your behalf. And I see heaven moving on somebody's behalf. In the name of Jesus, God told me that son, tell my people, tell my people to bring me a sacrifice. And I knew that's true from scriptures. Sacrifice. After this season of fasting today, we are ending it with the sacrifice. And as I was in meditation today, God said, you start with you. He began to tell me what I said, oh God, God, this is too much. I can't give all this like that. Then I said, the first thing I said, no, this can't be God. This can't be God. This looks stupid. Sometimes when you obey God, you look stupid. Sometimes when you obey God, you, but you look stupid. But when the results come, everybody wants to be like you. You don't need human approval to please God, to obey God. Just obey. Just take a step and Lord, I obey you. Isn't that man's message was very interesting. The first Sunday we started the fast, God sent him to come and teach us how sacrifice at the altar moves things in the realm of the spirit. I was, my, my friend, I was having a chat with a certain man, friend of mine, man of God, was saying something. He blessed me so much. He said, any, and I said it this morning, he said, man of God, I've discovered how the thing went. Anytime something evades my prayer or something I'm praying, I can't see results, I just give it to the altar. I give a sacrifice at the altar because sacrifice at the altar causes things to move. Say sacrifice. I was telling you about the, te the testimony of this lady who um, in Kenaland in Nigeria, she was being evicted from her house and she, she needed money to pay for her rent. Other than that, she was going to be evicted and actually someone gave her money. And instead of paying, she said she was in the church and she felt that, no, I have, I, I have to give this thing to God. God was telling me, give. Said, no, this is not right. And she did that. She did that. Less, within a short time, she bought her own house. Now, I was telling somebody, see, sometimes when you take a step and you obey God, in the immediate, uh, 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 in the immediate future, you may feel it, but in the future, you will realize that there's when the scripture said, cast your bread upon the waters and after many days, you will find it. My mentor said, when your seed, your seed leaves your hands, it does not leave your life, but it enters your future where it multiplies. I'll say that again. That's Mike Medoc. He said, when your seed leaves your hands, it does not leave your life. Rather, it enters your future where it multiplies. And I see somebody's future smiling at you. A last scripture and then we, we do this quickly. In, in the, in 2nd Kings chapter 3, the, the pastor quoted it and I want us to look at it again because it's so powerful. 2nd Kings chapter 3 verse 26. This is two kings, they were fighting and God was on the side of Israel and Israel was, was beginning to defeat the people and slaughtering them and killing them and defeating them and defeating them and when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him now listen, Israel, Israel was defeating Moab because God was behind them okay, 
God was behind them. Then king of Moab saw that hey, these people are defeating me. This is too fierce for me. When he saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he he he, he, he took with him seven hundred men and with uh, 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 who sorry who 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 drew swords and and break through the king of Edom, but they could not go to the next verse. Then, so listen, when he saw the thing was going against him, he, he took 700 men, the strong ones, to try and break through, but they couldn't. So what did he do? He realized that the thing, everything I've done is not working. So let me, let me, let me go through the root of the altar. And then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and he offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was a great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. He said, when he realized that his everything he was doing wasn't working, he said, Let me let me go through the altar. Let me go through the altar. Let me go through the altar. When you come through the altar, you move things in the spirit in a strange way. Say sacrifice. I'm teaching you something that God endorses that I believe I do and I've seen it I've seen it God fighting for people God said your offering have come before me for a memorial you're giving you're giving we have fasted we have prayed some of us have done some giving but this this evening is an opportunity for somebody to bring up and to, to build an altar of sacrifice which enters your future and speaks on the behalf of your marriage and speaks on the behalf of your children and speaks on the behalf of your business sometimes somebody will tell you that bring this huge amount of money so that we can connect you to somebody who will help you I'm telling you the altar can do the job the altar can do the job I said the altar can do the job the altar can do the job my brother said, if what you have in your hand is not enough to be your harvest, make it a seed. If it's not enough to be a harvest, make it a seed. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.